Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Live 95's Ronan Moyles uh, joins me uh, right now to kick off Monday morning show. Good morning to you, Ronan. Good morning, Joe. The weather was lovely. Um, any sense from you that Limerick saw the big gatherings that Dublin, Cork and Galway did that have so infuriated politicians with the tarnished warning about possible local lockdowns and the chief medical officer absolutely livid by what he saw? He was. He wasn't happy, was he? Um, you know what? No, Joe, to be honest with you. I, I was the same as you. And obviously, because I knew I'd be coming on and speaking this morning, I, I did keep an extra sort of eye out, um, mo- even more than I would have, both when I was out and about myself and on social media. I, I'd report roughly the same as what you were saying. Yes, more people out, uh, you know, more people out and about. But we've seen that over the last number of weekends, particularly when their weather has been nice. But no, Joe, I think really um, Dublin is taking all the headlines this morning. South William Street area of Dublin, Cork and Galway, as you mentioned. But I have to say, here in Limerick, from what I saw, and I'm sure I'll be corrected, but from what I saw and what I observed, not any, you know, big, massive, huge crowds. Now, as you say, God knows what was going on inside people's houses, but we can't be there to see that, can we? No, that's absolutely true. And the other thing is, you know, we get to it in a few minutes, but I suppose when the Taoiseach makes an optimistic speech, I'm not pointing the finger at him, I'm just saying that uh, on Friday evening, and then you get into a summery weekend, there's always a risk, isn't there, that uh, I think Colm Henry said on uh, Live 95 News there at 9 o'clock, that people would treat it as victory over the vaccine weekend, which of course it's not. Yeah, look, it's under, look, human nature is human nature. It's understandable after the year that's been in it, and I know loads of people have said this, that there is going to be a certain amount, and particularly when you see a nice weather, and it's a, it's a lovely May, uh, sunny weekend. You'd see lots of people out at the best of times without any pandemic doing that. I know you, you shouldn't be doing it, but obviously after a pandemic, people are going to be even more keen. And people will argue, well, I only went out in a group of 10 or 15 outdoors. Um but then when there's hundreds of 10 and 15 people outdoors, particularly a place like Dublin and everyone is is sort of um, all gathering in the same place, that's where the problem does come by. And yes, when you do hear optimistic announcements, it's very easy to be optimistic and perhaps, um, you know, let things slip a little bit, particularly if you've had a few drinks and stuff like that. Yeah, that can always happen too. So I suppose, look, maybe um, it'll give people pause for thought a little bit uh, for the coming weekends. But uh, look, let's hope it doesn't see a big knock-on effect into hospital numbers and things like that. Like that, uh, which is really, at this point, what we need to be avoiding, you know. And definitely on a sunny summer Saturday evening, I certainly found going out to the vaccination centre that there was a very positive atmosphere there too. You know, people generally were delighted to go along to get their vaccine and to feel that it could be the start of moving on with your life without yeah. necessarily having to worry about every little cough mm. or do I have a sore throat or don't I or is it hay fever or is it something mm. else? Do you know what? I've noticed something about the when since the vaccine rollout has, has uh, started in earnest um it's given people a new thing to talk about. I don't know if you've noticed this. If you listen to conversations around the place, you'll hear people say, oh, what one did you get? And I got this one and you the yeah. this one. It's like collecting, I don't know, stickers years ago or something. You know what I mean? It's given people optimism and a new thing to talk about after years of, after, after a year of going, oh, well, what did you do this week? Nothing really. You know what I mean? So, yeah, look, it's nice in that sense too. Right. Uh, just to mention, Dawn has been in touch with us as WhatsApp to, to say, letting you know that there is a crash just outside Temple Atlantan heading towards Kerry. The emergency services are at the 
the scene. Traffic is slow and I hope everyone is okay. Well, thank you very much for letting us know about that, Dawn. And before we get in a bit to what the Taoiseach said on Friday, if if I could just take you to the latest situation here in Limerick, because obviously we have a specific local concern and maybe if people behave themselves a little bit better in Limerick City and County over the weekend, that might have been part of the reason, Ronan. Yeah, that's that could be it. I'm sure it's on people's minds. Um, I, I suppose we have reported here fairly extensively on what's been happening here. We have seen a spike locally in cases which hadn't been reported anywhere else in the country over the last couple of weeks. So uh, we don't have anything for Friday. We'll be waiting, I suppose, with bated breath um, today for the figures from Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday. We're hoping to get that this afternoon. But the, the the picture before we, we stopped getting the numbers was that, you know, there were 60 cases reported here on Thursday, 60 um, uh, one last Wednesday and 59 last Tuesday. So in around 60 and because of that they've put up a, an extra pop-up um, test centre there on Mulgrave Street along with the one that already exists on the Bally Simon Road. You would imagine that many of um, those cases are being picked up through that. Uh, but as I say no county for county breakdown over the weekend but it'll be interesting to see uh, once we get them hopefully at some point in this afternoon. And Ron, is there any indication as to what's caused this particular problem here in Limerick? Yeah, look, I, I've been confused. I mean, the I had... I, couldn't figure it out for a while, um, so I asked around, because obviously everywhere in the country there's been extra mixing, and we haven't seen you know, any of the similar spike anywhere else as we had seen here. So I suppose I did some inquiries and asked some people who might know about these sort of things, and the sense I get is, we have in this city, particularly and county, but in the city in particular, um, a high density of vulnerable populations. And what I mean by vulnerable populations is between sort of homeless, direct provision, people in socially disadvantaged parts that are living in, in, in more cramped spaces, unable to prioritise guidelines as easily perhaps as me and you might be in our houses and our homes. And then from that, you know, there'll be social mixing going on to attend schools with different people. And then you do actually have people you know, breaking restrictions, having indoor gatherings, then that goes into a workplace, that goes into another household. The odd house party, although I don't think it's a, it's a, the, the main driver of this, but that has been mentioned and they act as super spreader events. Then you have the fact that many young people who may be at them are carrying the virus without symptoms or with mild symptoms. and So it's a mixed bag in that sense. And Joe, my sense, just overarching all that, there has been just some bad luck that that these events have just happened to lead to outbreaks and there's been a lot of them. So that's my... Okay, well, that, that's a good take on it and thank you very much for that explanation. And then briefly, uh, Ronan, we'll go back to Friday evening. I think a lot of people would be pretty well aware of what the Taoiseach had to say around uh, six o'clock. But just remind us again, what's happening uh, in June? Yeah, so for June, um, on Wednesday of this week, uh, hotels, B&B, self-catering and hostels can reopen for services for overnight guests. And then the following Monday, uh, that's the 7th of June, a lot happening then. I'll go through them briefly. So restaurants and bars uh, can reopen for outdoor services of groups of up to six people. You can have visitors in your home from one other household. 100 people can attend organised outdoor events and 200 um, at events with venues with a capacity of 5,000 or more. Uh, outdoor sports matches can take place. Wedding receptions can have up to 20 25 in attendance. Uh, Gyms, swimming pools, leisure centres can reopen for individual training only. Swimming lessons and classes can take place. Uh, Cinemas and theatres can reopen. Uh, Driver theory tests can partially reopen. uh, 25,000 tests per month related opening of driver test centres. And then drive-in cinemas and drive-in bingo can also take place. So that's all happening um, in June, um, in in the coming month, the month ahead. Right. And Mayor Michael Collins, he he was uh, quite 
quoted in some of the papers over the weekend, hinting perhaps at a, a local lockdown. Um, we have been in touch with him, the mayor of Limerick City and County, and he says, no, that's not quite what he said. Mm. He's going to come on with us later to uh, clarify exactly what he said and what he meant. And then in July, Ronan? Yeah, uh, so for July, uh, subject to everything going well in June, as I always say, um, indoor uh, services from the 5th of July for pubs and restaurants will reopen. Uh, visitors uh, goes to up to three from other households inside your home. Up to 50 guests allowed at wedding receptions and celebrations. Uh, Organised indoor events can recommence with up to 50 people at most venues in parts of six. Uh, 200 people can attend most organised outdoor events and 500 people can attend events in venues the capacity of 5,000 or more and indoor training, exercise and dance activities can recommence in pods of six and then finally from July the 19th, travel abroad subject to the public health advice at the time will operate uh, with the EU digital COVID cert uh, for travel within the EU area. That'll be you know, very exciting for a lot of people and hopefully uh, we get to that stage but it's a good bit away yet. And finally, finally I'm a little confused about this and maybe you can clarify it for me. Is the government saying that it's their intention from the 19th of July when that's happening within the EU to also allow travel in the common travel area between the UK and Ireland? You know, Joe, I don't think there, there's been anything... They've, they've avoided, I think, to be honest with you... Being clear. Yeah. Being clear on that yeah. because they're worried yeah. about the Indian variant, essentially. Yeah. So they haven't really addressed that in any major way. It'll, it'll depend on what's happening in England, you know, but hopefully uh, things will have calmed down then, but, you know, it all, it all depends on that. So we'll keep an eye and see what okay. they're saying. All right, great. Listen, thank you very much for that. First thing this Monday morning, Live 95's Ronan Moyles, who's been keeping an eye on COVID issues for us for 15 months now. Can you believe... Um, if you've got a view on it, uh, if uh, you were happy with what you saw or otherwise over the weekend in Limerick, 86 WhatsApp or text. Now, we want to have a quick chat with Elena Fitzgerald Kane of Fitzgerald Woodlands House Hotel in Adair, and she's president of the Irish Hotels Federation as well. Good morning to you, Elena. Good morning to Joe and your listeners. I hope we're going to get another scorcher like yesterday. Yeah, it was a beautiful day, it wasn't. Uh, don't want to give you the impression I was spying on you or anything, Elena, because I wasn't. But I happened to be out in the woodlands yesterday with the family and uh, there was just a, a great atmosphere of joy there. I mean, certainly you can feel people um, with optimism. And and I, I, maybe I'm getting a bit soft or something like that, but I, there, there was a really emotional moment because I know you had you know, um, socially distanced and uh, appropriate, um, very small wedding ceremony there. And just to see a bride and to see that yeah. joy and that normality again and that sense of that maybe we're moving in the right direction finally was brilliant. Yeah, it was fabulous and uh, actually a fabulous wedding. It was actually one of our own team. So they were lucky enough to be able to have their uh, outdoor ceremony and their outdoor wedding with 15 guests. Um, it was actually probably the one and only wedding that ended up going outdoors because, you know, right now, couples while they could have 50 for their ceremony, they could actually only have six guests if they were inside or 15 outside. But this couple were always hoping and hell-bent on having the 15 outdoors. And you know what? The day was amazing. And they were actually due to get married in the equipment day last year which was equally sunny. So it was lovely when the day came. And it was fabulous. Really, really nice event. Lovely garden party. It was. And the one thing you can't uh, legislate for was the weather, but they got lucky and they deserved it. Yeah. And to be fair, we were well set up for Joe in terms of, you know, marquees um, and being mindful of, you know, with marquees now to be designated outdoor space, they have to have the two sides down. So 
just that uh, it worked out really, really well. We actually had two marquees uh, to cover all the bases, uh, but it was lovely. It was a really nice event ah, yeah. and lovely to be part of it. F- fantastic. And, you know, you, you can see the thinking that you were doing out there about how to plan things for the summer and many other venues um, as well. So overall, what's your sense? I mean, a lot of optimism and then some concerns. Yeah, I mean, it's it mixed. I suppose, look, when the sun shines, we always feel optimistic. And I go back to um, our tea shop's fabulous comments about, you know, outdoors team of the summer. And he said it on a sunny day. And, and we had, i say, a week's continuous rain after that. And it really takes the vibes out of it. But I think people have really embraced the idea of the summer, you know, particularly unless you're staying in a hotel, you know, or a guest house or a B&B. Indeed, you know, outdoors is, is the is the only show in town and lots of people are making great provisions for that. But, you know, we are quite dependent on the weather. I think if you take the positivity then of the vaccination rollout and I was listening to Ronan, you know, the conversations we've all heard about what's your version of the vaccine and when's your next date and that and then the concurrent easing of restrictions. So it's great to see progress. But look, we cannot drop our guard in any way, shape or form. There is still a health risk. We still have a, a Limerick-specific concern, um, you know, and, and in hand, going hand-in-hand hand with that health risk. Um, and I appreciate people because, it, it, you know, I suppose the, the people that are potentially getting, you know, that are carrying COVID and are potentially getting sick aren't probably not in the same, you know, health risk category as older people who typically would be, you know, partially or fully vaccinated. But there's an economic risk that goes with it. So in the case of tourism, there are 11,500 people employed in tourism in Limerick alone. Um, and any risk of a local lockdown risks bringing, um, you know, those people back to work. This is their livelihoods. Um, you know, we all want to do it safely and sustainably. We have spent so much time in terms of crafting out creative experiences, not just in our own hotel, hotels across the city and county, across the country. The reopening costs are very high. It, it works out on average about a thousand euros per bedroom for hotels and guest houses um, and, and that. And, you know, we, we've been supporting obviously huge training. So I do think that people are going to have much better experiences when they when they go to, you know, hospitality providers this summer. But look, to underpin that and, you know, nobody wants a stop-start scenario, we, we do all have to really be conscious of not dropping our guard, you know, not not having a risk. And even a simple conversation this morning, we had planned to do, you know, Prosecco and, and strawberries next weekend at our treehouse. And we said, you know what, now let's not introduce the Prosecco. Let's keep with this safe alcohol-free zone. I'm not saying that alcohol is the only determinant, but we're trying to minimise the risks as much as we can that people continue to enjoy it and that there's a safe and sustainable reopening for our teams and our guests and our community. Yeah. Well, certainly yesterday there at the Woodlands, you had a great family atmosphere and that was definitely the, the sense of it. Um, uh, but uh, one other issue, I mean, we're talking about tourism and you, you, the need that all of you around the country have for domestic tourism. And yet we're hearing now that there might be the opportunity for people to travel on holidays from mid-July. What's your take on that? Well, you know, the first thing I'd say is as an island nation um, with a nine billion tourism revenue, seven of those that comes from overseas. So actually, international tourism is actually more important to us nearly to a degree in terms of people coming into the country. But with that goes the lead time. So in one respect, it was great to get the announcement now. So, you know, there's a good six weeks of the lead time in. There is an opportunity for people to go overseas. And there's probably some people who jump at, at, at the chances. But there's still a process that goes with that, Joe. It's not just as simple as getting the flight, you know, there is PCR testing regimes, you know, there can be an element of, of, of restricting your movements. Now, for me, the idea, if I was to go overseas, um, I certainly wouldn't be doing it this summer because I, I, you know, 
there are so many great vacation opportunities at home. There's incredible value. There's incredible availability. And yes, there are some places that are a little bit more expensive in terms of being beyond one's kind of value proposition. Um, but it's not as seamless as before. It's not a case of just hopping on your plane. It's fine. There are considerations in Ireland. There are considerations in the place that you're going to. Um, and I think people just need to be mindful of that as well. And there's also a risk that at some stage, that you could end up with greater restrictions wherever you're going. Um, and I think we've all seen how that's happened. And, and so people should be cautious about right. it. Okay, well, listen, we look forward to the bank holiday weekend with optimism. Hopefully the weather will be good and hopefully people will still be able to socialise, but responsibly and, as you say, with that uh, risk in mind as well. Thank you very much for chatting to us this morning. Elena Fitzgerald, Office Jars Woodlands House Hotel in Adair and current president of the Irish Hotels Federation. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.